We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Uh, As we've said the past couple of weeks, we've had a lot of questions coming in. And so to kind of help get through some more of these, I'm challenging Dan to another one of our little lightning round videos. Uh We did this uh, several months ago, but I've got three questions for him and we're going to see if we can get them, I don't know, like three to five minutes for each question. Okay. We'll see. All right. So question number one is what did Satan do? to be thrown into hell. Why did he not get to stay in heaven? Well, according to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, God okay. did not spare angels that sinned, but mm-hmm. cast them down to pits of darkness, reserved unto judgment. So <clears throat> Satan, who is an archangel, sinned, and other angels sinned in some way. Uh, in Jude... I believe it's verse, what, 6 or 7? Let's see. It says the, um, the angels did not keep their own station or principality. What verse are we at there? Uh, verse 6. You want to read that for us? Sure. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling, uh, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. All right. So they didn't stay in their own principality or positions of authority, but uh, they left it. Somehow they rebelled against where God had placed them in the pecking order, which was below God. They rebelled against God. Mm -hmm. And so they were cast down. Now, some people think, and they may be partially right, that part of that had to do with what is said in Genesis 6. That's where I was wondering. About the sons of God coming down among the daughters of men. Yeah, fun passage. Uh, There is a possibility that that's the case. However, Satan had already rebelled against God in some form even before then because in chapter 3 of Genesis, he was uh, trying to tempt the woman to sin and contradicting God. And uh, he was cursed in chapter 3, verse uh, 14. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, there are some people think that there's one fall of Satan, but actually there's not. And this is going to be for a bigger video. Sure. But <clears throat> there are actually several falls of Satan. Somehow he sinned before we even have the record of Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. Then very likely there was a rebellion against God that occurred in Genesis 6. Then there was another very definite casting out of heaven in Revelation 12, 7 and following. Right. When Jesus was ascended to the right hand of God and there was war in heaven and Michael and his angels and the mm-hmm. devil and his angels fought and he was cast down to the earth and he's there angry and persecuting the church until the end. And then finally in Revelation twenty ten. Uh, is his final uh, destruction and being cast into hell. So in a future time, we can talk about all those different falls of Satan. But for right now, he sinned in some way, Mm -hmm. according to those passages. 
uh, an archangel that rebelled against God, led other angels with him, and for that reason he was cast down into hell. Okay. It's very interesting. Like, yeah. like, and but it's You've opened a can of worms, but that's my short answer. All right. And that's what I'm challenging it's him to do A can of this worms. Time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like we have the history of us and we get glimpses of the history of heaven. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's not the history written for us. But yep. anyway, there we go. So that's a quick answer to it. And by the way, his name in the Old Testament, Satan, mm-hmm. is a word which means enemy. Oh. So the very fact that he's called Satan means that he has the position of being an enemy hmm. of God and man. Okay, go ahead with your There name. we go. That just, <clears throat> even for me, I'm going, all right, follow-up questions, but I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hold back. You we'll, ask we'll, your follow-up questions, and there we'll we, try to answer. There we go. We'll leave it at that. So then, Number two. Number two, all right, were there mountains before the flood? We're going to keep with some Old Testament type stuff here. Well, in Psalm 90, verse 1, Mm-hmm. Thou, Lord, hast been our dwelling place throughout all generations, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the mm. earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Okay. So there was a time before the mountains were brought forth. We know that. Okay. But in that same phrase, he says, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world. Mm. So in creation, if you go down to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 9, okay. <clears throat> God said, let the water under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry ground appear. And it was so. Now that's mm-hmm. a short verse. It is. But if you can imagine the entire world covered with water and the volume of water, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden, all of that water, mag- and just massive amounts of water, flowing down off of the continents, mm-hmm. and in the process, ripping deep valleys into the ground and, and mountains being exposed, see, yeah. and the dry land appearing. <clears throat> so it's very likely that Many of the mountains were formed at that point in creation when the water in massive, unprecedented four mm-hmm. or sense amounts yeah. flowed off of the land and eroded the face of the ground as it is now. But <clears throat> also when the flood which occurred, is sometime later, which is sometime later in Genesis 6, mm-hmm. again the earth was covered with water and the, and the massive amounts of water and sediment that was moved during that time surely had to do with the formation of additional mountains and valleys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's all I got. Okay. <clears throat> so it's it's fair to say because, you know, there in the flood it does talk about it. The waters covered the highest mountains. So there and, were already mountains. Yeah. And probably more created by the flood. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> like you have a little bit of the poetic language in chapter 90, probably trying more to say that God's been with us for a really long time. Before <laughs> even the oldest things we can think about, and that's the mountains. Yeah, and then we have a bit of bits and pieces through the creation story and the flood story. Yep. So, you know, there's probably some background to why they're asking about the mountains, maybe other theories of how the earth was created. Don't know. Maybe you have some reason <clears> behind <throat> that. But needless to say, the earth has been moving and changing under God's hand for a while. Volcanoes make mountains. Very true. Okay, next. Okay. <laughs> Numero tres. He's not doing too bad getting through these. All right, now this is the, the, the one where I'm wondering how quick you can get through it. 
Okay. What is, and I'll add a word to the question, but what is the basic definition of a Christian? They just asked, what's the definition of a Christian? And I know that can get... Well, in Acts 11, verse 26, the disciples okay. were called Christians first at Antioch. Right. And if we read that passage a little more fully, uh, Paul and Barnabas gathered together with the church for a whole year and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. <clears throat> so they were gathered with the church... And the disciples were called Christians. That passage tells us that a disciple is the same as a Christian who's the same as a member of the church. Okay. Now, Jesus said in the Great Commission, go make disciples by baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all. Mm -hmm. So a disciple, a baptized believer, is called a Christian. Now, the form of that word in the original, Christianos. Okay means a follower, a an adherent, a devotee of Christ. Hmm. The same form of words is used for other people like Herodianos, Christianos. Herodianos was a follower, a devotee of Herod, hmm. the Herodians. Yep. So <clears throat> the word Christian just means a devotee or a follower of Christ. Yeah. Um, if anyone suffers as a Christian... Let him glorify God in that name, 1 Peter 4, 16. So the, the way we would glorify that God in that name is because we belong to Christ, Christian. See? Okay. So a Christian is a member of God's church, is a disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay. So, right? the, so boil it down. And then wait a minute. It's a follower of Hold. Christ. Hold. In Acts 26... 28, when okay. Paul had been preaching the gospel to old King Agrippa, mm-hmm. and he said he looked at Agrippa and could tell he was really thinking, he said, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Mm-hmm. And not liking to be put on the spot, King Agrippa said, do you think that with such a little bit of persuasion, you would make me into a Christian? Mm-hmm. So when the gospel is being preached... <clears throat> the mm-hmm. goal of that preaching yeah. is to persuade someone to become a Christian. And they are persuaded if they allow the word to convict them and change their thinking. And then they decide to obey the gospel of Christ, being baptized into Christ. And then they are a Christian, okay. a member of the church, and they can glorify God in that name. That's it. So it's a name that actually means something, like it causes a change in lifestyle, uh, a change in focus. Absolutely. It's a devoted follower of Christ. There we go. That's good. Simple, short. Yeah. It's like you've had practice answering that question before or something. That's not a strange question. It's not a strange question. No, it's not. It's not a strange one, but surprisingly one that we get asked fairly often in various ways. So... I think it's something that a lot of people really want. And, and we might say that don't let the world's definition of Christian mm. be your definition for Christian. Because a Christian is what the Bible says it is, not what people say today. People mean today anyone who has a loose affiliation with any kind of a favorite or a favor toward Christ, a member of any kind of church, a 
a uh, you know somebody that just roots for that team. Yeah. That's not the biblical definition of a Christian. Yeah. It's not just I'm going to check this box because the option is Christian or other, you know, something. Sort right. of it's like right. it actually has some meaning and direction to it. Very much so. There we go. So maybe you're hearing that definition and going, well, that's different than what I'm used to hearing. By all means, let's ask that question. question. uh, We'll explore it a little bit more, but I'm impressed. Not depressed or repressed? No, I think that was good. Okay. Like I say, it's just we've gotten a lot of questions, and so sometimes... Three questions today. One, two, three. A quick answer will, will do us all some good. and then hopefully make us think a little more. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.